0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola.
1: All right, welcome to you. a Friday version of Lacrosse Talk PM. Oh, there we go. My headphones are working now. It was kind of weird. You know how you got to jiggle the headphone, headphone jack? Oh, wait, we don't use headphones hardly anymore. Wireless. We need to get some wireless in here. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line if anyone wants to do that. I'm, I'm getting. I see. I got a random text at 2:51 today, um, and it looks like over COVID-19 discussions, maybe that were had earlier today on Wisdom, or maybe with Mike Hayes, or maybe just during the during the day. Uh, just random, and you can do that if you send. If you need to send a text to Wisdom, the middle of the day, the middle of the night. We'll see it eventually. If Hayes might see it before me, I might see it before him. But we can see them all. And um, so, speaking of COVID-19, this county, again, zero confirmed cases today. So that's good news. Maybe not the news some people want. But... I don't know who that would who those people would be but man we're doing a good job I I would say of keeping the case count down it's at uh what is it 53 and it's it's never been more than 5 I think in a single day so in the in the county and I think uh you know that's not even the other counties just around here have had that many cases too in a single day so kind of interesting in in that regard but do you do you feel like uh I feel like we did the right thing, as we, at the right thing, but we we appropriately, like gathered, <laughs> gathered some knowledge and some how to lock down the state. Some would say maybe it was too long. We should have been, according to the state order, opening on the twenty sixth. Uh, we didn't do that. Obviously, the Supreme Court opened two weeks ago. I did see a story, um, that the the Republican Party of Across shared about the two weeks after the state supreme court order and it you know highlighted how the cases and the deaths didn't jump in those two weeks and then it just it omitted it omits the two weeks plus one day because the one day after that story uh highest case count most deaths in the state ever from COVID 19 so everybody can cherry pick the numbers any way they want to to get the results they want because the numbers are really random i've been doing Excel spreadsheets of, of all the the cases, and and like there's there's no rhyme or reason to this because I think uh, what happens is a, an outbreak happens somewhere, and the cases there jump. I mean Allen mckee County has 120 cases. They also have a meat packing plant, right, or a meat processing plant, or some kind of meat plant. So they they kind of jump, right? And and uh, Iowa, you know, like 20 deaths one day, 10 deaths the next. Five deaths one day, 20 deaths. I mean, it's just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So didn't want to get into a whole thing about COVID-19, but I, I thought, I just, I noticed that, that text and I saw that there were no new cases today in Lacrosse County, which was great. Uh, I think uh, other other counties around here have been just ticking up, you know, a, a case at a time. So, um, all right, we're getting a couple of calls. So maybe people want to talk about this, but I know, uh, caller, who's this? You're on the air
2: number three who's
1: this <laughs> who's calling me this is a prank call number three yeah i got you i was kidding what you got are
2: you gonna wing it all by yourself today
1: well shelly fortner is gonna come on with me in, a f- in about five minutes and then i'm gonna try to talk about what's going down in minneapolis but uh, as a white guy essentially i mean i'm a little bit native american but as a white guy if anyone looks at me i'm a big old white guy uh, it's, oh, okay. it's, it's, All it's right. more like All tiptoeing, right. tiptoeing, uh, what's going on in Minneapolis, right?
2: Up in Minneapolis, what they should use is a hose last night. I was sitting here about one, two o'clock in the morning watching that go on. I thought, well, he's got a big fire hose out there that would take care of him. Yeah. That ain't the reason I'm calling.
1: Well, I think number three, I think they needed the fire firehouses to put out the fires actually. Yeah, but
2: out the fire, that's the problem. They ran, ran back to city hall and let it burn. Yeah. Anyway, you're talking about the cases, I just see another one of Tyson's plants checked out, 330 positive, one-third of the workforce.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of these plants. There's a plant right on the border of Nebraska and Iowa, and it's in Nebraska, but a lot of people live in Iowa. I think it's, is it Sioux City or Sioux something? Yeah, okay, all right. And that plant, you know, private company, they refuse to tell people how many people in that plant have, have the virus. And the well, cases think, in that... That's
2: of that, that I think that's what's happening in the meat industry. They don't want the public to know just how bad it is.
1: Right. And they're, you know, and, and you can go like, say, if we had a, you know, say I'm not going to train companies had a couple and they've shut down their, you know, those plants, but say a train company got an outbreak. Well, we wouldn't know it if train company didn't want to tell us about it, and if and then the yeah. county numbers would jump up by a hundred, say all of a sudden, Lacrosse gets a hundred new cases, and we'd be like, "Well, what's happening?" And you know, I don't know, I don't know how how uh, the private business and the Lacrosse County Health Department would work together, or would they, you know, would they feud about how many ca- how many cases they want to report yeah. in there? Now, that's
2: I was always going to say that. Yet, if they don't tell you how many, they don't want you to know. I mean, what well, you think of 330 people checking it at one place, that's more in the city of uh, the county of Lacrosse, right?
1: I mean, we have 58 if that's what you're saying.
2: Okay but, I mean, look at 330 <laughs> out of one plant.
1: Yeah, right. I mean that's that's you know, scary. A
2: third of the workforce, so I think we got a long ways to go. I ain't going to feel good until I see that big number every morning, stay where it's at and not keep going up. A thousand every day
1: yeah it goes up it goes up just I mean it's not going to, I mean in in general the big number yeah you're right it, it goes up I quite a bit
2: keep going until that levels off we're
1: still deep trouble yeah we're gonna have to figure out uh you know how to how to fight this or gonna have to figure out some treatments or hopefully maybe we get a vaccine by by the next by early next year according to the president
2: hopefully right anyway you have a wild weekend
1: all right well I don't know about that but I'll try <laughs>
2: okay, thank you.
1: All right, Bye. thanks. Um, and now Eric from Sparta is calling. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air.
3: Uh, yeah, this plague is going to keep going on and on. There's no doubt about it. It's going to keep going on, and they open all this stuff up. It's going to be that yeah, more and more. But i got to tell you a story. I went to Walmart the other day, and uh, I go there quite often, not often as I should. But uh, anyway, they have, they have these masks down there, and they're uh, cloth masks, uh, disposable masks. And they're made in China. Are they safe to wear? Do you know? I mean,
1: yeah, Eric. They're going to be fine, man. Like, if we didn't get stuff right now from from wherever we can get it, we wouldn't have masks because we're not. Okay, well,
3: I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Anyway, they're at least a first step. At least, you, I walked in today. One of our, this woman big sneeze out of her mouth. From, I, was, I was driving my uh, one of the cars down there because I had sciatica. I just had to back up, but I, I mean this. They weren't wearing a mask. These people don't care. Mm-hmm. These idiots don't care. Masks are the solution to stopping the thing It's an airborne disease.
1: Yeah, I hear right. you, Eric. Thanks. Eric from Sparta, everybody. Uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> wear a mask, people. If you got a mask... If you don't have a mask, they're like a dollar at Menards, but... I got a mask for my mom. She made it. So, although... It's kind of annoying to wash. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk to Shelley Fortner here in a couple minutes. We got we got uh, Brad to the news, and we'll come back. We'll get this last food drive Fridays update, and also she's she's distributing food from that three billion dollar like farmers. You know, the government paid three billion to farmers to buy their produce, meat, and dairy. So uh, the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse is now being a food distributor instead of just the food bank. So we'll get word on how that's going as well. All right. Here's the news coming up in a minute. We'll be back right here. I'm with him. all right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. On the phone now, Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse Executive Director Shelley Fortner. Fortner giving us an update on the final Food Drive Fridays, and also an update on what you guys are doing. You know what for for another forty minutes, right, Shelley?
4: Right. Yeah. Hey. It's you know it's good to talk to you every week, and I'm I'm really gonna miss it. So. We should probably talk every week from now on, and I'll find something to say.
1: Well, you're um, you're distributing food every week from 4 to 6 now as part of the uh, – you'll have to give me the names because I forgot them now. I, 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 I put them down, and then I, I I misplaced them. The $3 billion farm buyback program that you guys are running.
4: Absolutely, yes. We are part of the Hunger Relief Federation of Wisconsin, uh, and as part of that, that's a, a, a group of free and local food banks throughout the state uh, and so, our job in La Crosse is to be the hub for the La Crosse and surrounding counties uh, for the Farmers to Family food boxes. And so, we are getting one semi-load of food boxes per week, and this is from the USDA uh, and their $3 billion offer to the farmers to continue to produce. Um, farmers have seen some, you know, decreases in what they're able to sell and such, and so. USDA is, is throwing $3 billion at the farmers to continue to produce. And then um, what they're producing, produce, meats, uh, dairy items, all of that is going throughout the state in the form of these family to uh, farmer to family food boxes. And so we have a semi load to distribute every week. We're doing that every Friday through the month of June from 4 to 6 p.m. We're about halfway through today's, uh, and we've seen uh, a good hundred or so cars so far and um they don't have a line into the street right now so we still have an opening this is for you know feeding wisconsin families not necessarily low income although we know that there's so many more families struggling now and we're just trying to take care of things that way
1: essentially is it kind of like the reverse uh you know the food drive fridays was a a drop off of non-perishable foods that people would would give you is this the reverse of that now people drive up and you give them food Simple as that. Well,
4: that's yeah, yeah kind of. That's a, that's almost the same thing. So, we are um, a, a La Crosse's Food Bank. So, we are serving 118 different food pantries, meal sites, youth programs in a seven county area. And so, the food drive Fridays will are collecting or did collect all the canned goods for us to be able to do that throughout the remainder of the year because we missed out on so many local food drives that were happening. So, that's going to take care of the pantry program throughout the year. And then, so with these distribution boxes, our role has kind of changed as a food bank. Now we're gonna be distributor for, uh, we're the distribution hub for this area uh, of the state um, for the USDA's farmers to family boxes. So we're both the collector now and the distributor, and that, that'll go on through the month of June, possibly farther.
1: Yeah. Um, Shelly, have you opened any of these boxes? Can you tell us what's in there? Is there, like, apples and stuff in there? Is it just kind of, like, do they have to be refrigerated right away? What's what's all in that box?
4: Yeah, actually, we have uh, 20 pallets of these boxes that came uh, on yesterday. And so we have a wonderful refrigerated truck uh, that Potato King has graciously allowed us to keep the food in. Um, And the boxes look great. There's a gallon of milk, a pound of butter, a pound of cheese, bag of apples, two pounds or two bags of potatoes, bag of oranges, bag of onions, um, and then of course we have some other surplus items in our warehouse like grapes and fruits and things like that that we're we're throwing throwing along in there.
1: Okay, um, and is it just as simple as like somebody just hey I'm coming I'm here to get a box and you throw it out of the semi or? I'm sure you don't throw it, but like you, you toss it in their trunk or whatever, or do they have to sign up or sign some kind of form?
4: No, actually, we're just, the only thing we're asking right now is household size and, and number of individuals so we can track how many people we were able to serve with these boxes. But it's a drive up uh, right at our warehouse at 1240 Clinton Street. Um, we've got cones there that tell you where to go. You drive around to the back of our building, and we have some great volunteers. I'm just putting it right in your car. You don't even have to get out.
1: Okay. And then, um, you know, like, uh, so a semi-trailer full, What will you, well, if the semi-trailer, it's no big deal if we don't un- unload the whole thing, right? Because you'll just take it back to the task force and distribute it some other way, huh?
4: Yeah. We actually, because we're the distribution hub for this part of the state, uh, we are sending pallets to the Sparta area, the Toma area, La Crescent area, um... Even though they're not part of the state, they're close enough to us uh, for distribution. We're sending them up to Vernon County, uh, Trumplo County. So this area of the state is going to be um, certainly served with those boxes. And Spunny pallets will go a long way. It's about 1,600 boxes.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So uh, reeling back, uh, this afternoon was the last Food Drive Fridays, a seven-week run to kind of keep you guys sustained for now, what what would you think? You're, are you good to go through the winter now with what what the community has done for you over these seven weeks?
4: You know, this has been a phenomenal food drive. Uh, we've talked before about what an excellent food drive is, and that uh, I always compare those to the I feed food drive that they hold for us uh, in November, and they get us about thirty thousand pounds. As of today, through the Food Drive Fridays, the seven weeks, we got sixty eight thousand one hundred and ninety pounds of canned goods. And this is going to be so, so helpful for us to get through the summer and into the fall and winter months. Um, again, nobody, nobody really knows how long the situation is going on, how long people might be out of work or still struggling, even when they're back to work. Uh, so the pantries and meal sites should have, you know, plenty from us to keep them going for a while.
1: All right, and then did we hit that fifty thousand dollars mark to uh, put Firefighters Credit Union on the hook for their entire matching uh, donation?
4: Absolutely, we were not going to let them. We were not going to let them get away with not giving us that entire fifty thousand, and we did hit that. Um, in fact, with the firefighters' match, we have gotten in over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from this food drive. We could not be more grateful. I think there's so many people that we need to thank along with, um, all of our media partners have been phenomenal. It's been great talking to you every week. Um, you know, all of the TV stations, every one of them, um, Midwest family has been fabulous. Uh, all the volunteers from rode from the Rotary groups in La Crosse, Rotary Lights, the iFeed, um, uh, which is the interact youth, uh, the whole community, La Crosse County Health Department. This has been, something that I don't think any of us could have imagined how well this is going to go. I wish we could do this every year, just because of all the great people we've been able to see. Um, but, you know, the biggest heroes are the community, I think. Just coming through week after week um, with those bags of food and cash donations. I knew La Crosse was a great community, but I, you know, everybody stepped up so much in this last month or two uh, to just help feed in need and support community. It's been just great. I can't thank everybody enough.
1: I really can't. Um, so it's the first week of the food drive Fridays. We got about, I think we got like 15,000 pounds. And I, I really, I'm just guessing it was like $20,000 or something. It was right. astronomical. And then since then we we're pretty consistent, eight, six, eight thousand six, 8,000 pounds of food. Can you, how, how did we do this final week?
4: So this week we brought in uh, 6,400 pounds of food, which is right up there um, with the last several weeks. Um, And we collected uh, a little over $10,000. And I just can't say enough for how this, we didn't know what was going to happen. Maybe the first week was going to be great, and then it would trickle off, and and it did just a little bit. But they've been, you know, week after week, still going strong. And even 6,400 pounds the last week of this is, is terrific. That's better than, you know, most food drives.
1: Yeah, sixty four. That's nothing. The uh, the no. that's that's no joke. Um, and and as we continue here, you know, the food drive is over, but but people can still. The, the and the best way to do this was to give you guys cash donations because you said you you essentially you have all these coupons and 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 discount codes online. You can get better prices for food than we can. Uh, but so just go to the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse website. Right, if anyone still wants to donate. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Just because the food drives are over with doesn't mean that there's still not a need, um, you know, to keep supporting us because we're we are we're actually the hub. We're, you know, uh, we're the food pantry, food pantry, if you kind of want to call it that. We supply all of the food pantries. So if you have a favorite pantry and you want them to keep serving their individuals, you can support us and we support them. So it's just a, a you know, it's just a good way to keep the community involved, keep everybody thinking about everybody else and caring about those who are struggling. I got it. Um, and we appreciate it.
1: I got a couple of texts just asking about the uh, getting the food boxes. You guys are at 1240 Clinton Street in La Crosse, and it'll be pretty obvious, right? Just follow the cones to the back?
4: Right, yep. We are here, uh, right, we, we share a building with the right-way bus company, so you see the buses, you're going to find us. Go right into that parking lot. We're actually right across the parking lot from the Boys and Girls Club, um, and yeah, it's an easy drive-through, uh, we'll get you in and out of here within a matter of minutes, and we still have... Several boxes left, and we're going to do this every Friday from four to
1: six. And I imagine, are you shutting it down right at six? So if people are late,
4: you know, if there's if there's cars in line, of course we're going to serve them. But okay. yeah,
1: no, get out of here. And then if people, you know, people might need these food boxes, that might depend on that. But if they can't get that, then where should they go, Shelly? You know, well, if they there's need...
4: a number of yeah, there's a number of food pantries um, that are still open. Um, but you know, we're just hoping that people will do this. Um, as a drive through uh, but call the hunger task force if you've missed out and you're really in need. We're going to we're going to help you.
1: Yeah, either yeah, either you'll throw them a box out the window or you can uh <laughs> they can direct you guys can direct them to uh hey, I really need some, you know, some to put some food on the table this weekend. So I'm sure you'll you'll have information for them. But Shelly, thanks for much yeah. thanks, thanks so much for talking with us and, you know, like don't be a stranger. If you if you got some updates you want to give me, uh you know, we'll throw you on
4: I sure will. It's been great. Thank you for your support, and you know, letting all the listeners know what's going on, and and we really appreciate their support.
1: All right. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye bye. All right, Shelley Fortner, the executive director at the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse. The seven week run is over. It's been kind of fun just getting updates each week and and kind of seeing how this has evolved. Uh, if, Week to week, you know, we the 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 first week of the drive, there was so much food given, it was unbelievable. Kind of like set the bar too high because after that, there was like six, seven thousand pounds of food donated. You are like, what? We gave fifteen thousand pounds that first week. What are we doing? But uh, she's put it in perspective multiple times that uh, a regular old food drive is going to give three to five thousand pounds, and the the lacrosse community each of the each of these seven weeks has given more than that uh, every time. So it's been pretty amazing. Like she said, two hundred fifty thousand dollars from this food drive. And sixty-eight thousand one hundred ninety pounds of canned goods over seven weeks, and and hopefully, you know, if this pandemic kind of, hopefully, it levels off or slows down, or however you want to you want to call it, maybe the the people that aren't so much in need are, are getting back on their feet, getting back to work, or or maybe maybe getting unemployment checks at this point, right? Like maybe that's starting to uh, to to come around, and and not so many people will be in as as much in need, and this food bank can sustain. The food pantries. What'd she say? 118 meal sites, uh, youth groups, and, and pantries in the area. So, all right, we're gonna break one more time. Well, one, you know, one more time, two more times this hour, but one more time here. We're gonna get Scott's comment. The news coming up. We'll be back right here on Wisdom after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you want to get to the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse, if you. Need a box of food. They've got it till six o'clock. So you can get down there. You got about 22 minutes according to my computer clock here. Yeah. 21 minutes according to that clock in the wall. I think that clock in the wall is more accurate. It doesn't seem right though. All right. So I got a couple of texts. Uh, somebody asking me where the hunger task force was. So I sent them a map, but it's at uh, one twenty-four Clinton street and another text uh, we were talking about the virus uh, a little earlier in the show and, um, well, the person called Uncle Rico on the text line is that the guy from Napoleon Dynamite uh just sent me the uh I think the the last 2 weeks and the 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 cumulative numbers in Wisconsin we were talking about or I was talking about how random the numbers seem to be you know one day it's a super high amount of cases in a day in the state and then the next day it's you know seemingly low so uh, but yeah, he, you know, the, the daily case count from the past two weeks, weeks—it's it looks like a heart rate monitor, up and down, like the heartbeat. And uh, the cumulative cases is a steady line going up, up, up. Uh libertarian guy is also sending me something in the fax. He wanted my fax number. <laughs> so I went and ran and asked Brad what the fax number is. Of course, Brad had that memorized. And then Brad was like, what? what? Even Brad was a little stunned that we wanted somebody wanted my fax number our fax number here at Midwest family and uh, Brad had it memorized so libertarian guy sending me a fax the next step here I can't believe I found the fax number but the next step here is going to be to find the fax machine in the building uh, it could be upstairs which I'm not supposed to go because we're we've kind of blocked off our sales department upstairs and the uh, the quote-unquote talent downstairs and uh, but I think I know I think I know where it is I could play dumb though. It's funner that way. Right. Uh, all right. So, and then, you know, like we were t- talking about the, the lacrosse, no new cases in lacrosse, the, the COVID numbers in Wisconsin, according to my, my spreadsheet here, uh, I think we got more cases today than ever before. 733, which can be attested to testing. Everyone's like, ah, that's cause we're testing more. And it's like, okay, yeah, but that's a lot. 733, or is it a lot? Nobody really knows. It's, it's, it's kind of on par with what minnesota's been getting uh the last 2 weeks minnesota's high i think was in the, i think was 840 wisconsin's high before the 733 was 3 days ago 599 so you know if you want to like pretend that the covid thing isn't a big deal and if if the case counts were high it's high because of high testing we're testing more people that's fine but then you can look at deaths right and uh there were 18 deaths today so that's Ranked third. If you want to do a ranking, it's super weird to talk about deaths as a stat and a ranking and a tier system. But we've had 19 deaths twice. We had 18 deaths today. Two days ago, we had the most deaths ever in Wisconsin at 22. So that's where we're at with that. And in, in Minnesota, the, the the death toll is the same way. The the case count is actually kind of kind of been lower the last three days. It was in the 800s uh, four or five days ago for a couple days in a row. Eight seven hundreds. And then it went down to 652, 510, 493 uh, yesterday. And I guess uh, I got to do the math here on what the case count is today. I, I don't have the formula all the way, <laughs> siphoned all the way down. But the death toll today was 29. Uh, Minnesota's high for deaths was yesterday, at 35. And the high for deaths before that was two days ago at 33, which just happened twice. Minnesota's had the most deaths in a single day. one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four. So six out of the last ten days, Minnesota has had more deaths. Pretty much more deaths any single day than ever before. And a lot of these deaths are coming from senior living facilities and, uh, ex, you know, how, however you want to describe them. You know, essentially what uh, you know, those living facilities, healthcare facilities for for older people. Um, that's where all these numbers are coming from. Uh, but anyway. Moving on, and I'm trying to. This is a hard thing to navigate. This the, the whole situation that's going down in Minneapolis, and the rioting, and and the Trump tweet from last night. I was I was kind of putting some stuff together for for the news today, and then I saw that tweet, and I was like, What are we doing? Like, what? Why would you send a tweet like that? It's just, and even Twitter said that. Even even Twitter was like, What are you doing? Why are you sending a tweet like that? So for those who who d- don't haven't seen it uh donald trump sent a thread a two tweet thread i think that's the the cool way to say it uh the first the first tweet was was fine twitter did not block it or hide it or however you want to describe that because twitter is now censoring 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 some of donald trump's tweets uh putting little asterisks by them or putting a little fact check below them however you want to want to say that it's really not that big a deal the tweets there um, there's just some, but this tweet was a little different. So the first of his two tweet thread just wrote last night, I think around midnight, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis, a total lack of leadership, either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Fry get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the national guard and get the job done. Right. So again, it's just like denouncing the the mayor, which like, whatever, come on. Um <laughs> And then and then it goes on. And if you thought that was bad, the second tweet so the second tweet on Tw- Twitter decided to to hide this tweet. Uh, you'll see this on Instagram a lot of times if you uh, if you follow certain. Well, I follow certain pages, uh, some animal rights pages and stuff. And it gets kind of depressing. And sometimes I just unfollow them. But the the video or the photo, you know, a lot of times like a rhinoceros that's you know uh, has had its horn removed and it's just dead, right, with a bloody you know hole when it's face where the horn was and and instagram won't let you see that you have to click i'm willing to look at this and a lot of times i just i don't i'm not willing to look at that i don't want to see it and um so twitter writes on this one this tweet violated the twitter rules about glorifying violence however twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible and then you can click view so the the second half of Trump's tweet after putting down the very weak radical left mayor in Trump's words, uh, you click that view and it says these thugs in all caps are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. And I won't let that happen. Just spoke to the governor, Tim walls and told that told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficult, any difficulty and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts, thank you exclamation point. So uh, Trump calling, uh, The the rioters or the protesters, however you want to call it, uh, calling them thugs in all caps, which is, you know, super helpful as a nation right now when when people are hurting as they watch, uh, you know, a a guy essentially kneeled on to death. And uh, there is some interesting things from the autopsy report that have come out. And uh, the when the looting starts, the shooting starts is, is part of a quote from. I think an Alabama governor was kind of reading about that a little bit today, but uh yeah, there's a whole whole twists and turns into this thing. But uh we can go to we can go to the phones. Uh Bob's calling in, right? Yes, hi. Hey Bob, go ahead, you're on the air.
5: Yeah, I just you're talking about the riots last night in Minneapolis. I watched it. Um well anyway, I'm old enough to know <laughs> I've seen on TV through the years many, many riots. And I've seen um Businesses burned down, destroyed, vandalized, looting, police hurt, rioters hurt. Um, I've seen rioters and police get shot and killed. So I remember that, and what Trump was referring to is what can happen when riots get out of control. He was, he was talking about the, the shooting starts. Things get out of control. Police officers get shot. Rioters get shot. A prime example of that is way back in the 1960s. I can remember how bad that was. So, that's what he meant. You can twist it any way you want to, Rick. Bye. All
1: right. Thanks, Bob. Uh, not twisting it. Just <laughs> That's what it is. I I, I feel like we, we could have went somewhere else with that uh, that tweet. We could have not had that tweet. We could have not cast the uh radical left mayor that way um just just all it's not none of that's helpful uh threatening people and you know like how many historians are out there uh gonna bring up this is it a george wallace quote shooting starts the looting starts shooting starts um and i'm not going to get into the history but uh, what was interesting about uh the autopsy today from george floyd uh According to some reports, the the autopsy revealed that nothing to support strangulation as the cause of death. The exam concluded that the combined effects of being restrained, potential intoxicants in Floyd's system, and his underlying health issues, including heart disease, likely contributed to his death. According to the complaint, family uh, Floyd's family is seeking an independent autopsy now. Of course, <laughs> uh, I, I would say that you know it's a little you get even easier than that guy kneeling on man's neck contributed to the death of George Floyd so uh so it, it, just perusing social media too i've had a lot of friends kind of talk about this in in different ways whether you want to talk about the briding and if it's and is it's too much and you know all all my friends that i've read are white so i have a i have some black friends i i don't I haven't seen anything on social media from them. Um, I have a really good black friend that I, I I'll at some point just ask him. But this at this point it's it's kind of uh you know it's the 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 where we're at with this thing is it's not I don't I don't feel like I need to bug him about this. Kind of, hey, how do you feel as a black person? But I mean I'm comfortable enough with him to ask him that. But at this point, I'm just going to let everything settle, kind of figure out what uh, all the information that, that's come out since. I mean, it's going to be like anything. It's The story's going to evolve as we go. Uh, I think Libertarian Guy... Is this Libertarian Guy? It is Libertarian Guy. Hi, hey, Rick. hey, did you did you pull over or are you off today? You're usually listening um, on the road. I
0: actually, I actually haven't left the office yet,
1: so oh. well, that's why I can call, because I'm, I'm not driving in my car. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just thought I would share a couple of thoughts. First of all, that fax number you gave me did not work, and I even tried calling it, and it it'll ring once, and then it just goes dead. Okay. And my uh, my my cell phone just says call failed. So I don't know if you yeah can I'll... find the correct number, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you some stuff. Um, I wanted to just kind of comment on on Trump. Um, he, he if we're if we're only if we only have two candidates to choose from, I would rather have Trump. But my problem with so many different things that that he does is is this tweeting stuff. The, the guy does not think before he just shoots out a message, and I don't know. It's it's like he doesn't seem to realize he's got a a national and world audience out there. And, and I think if, if I were sending a tweet or a quick text message or something, you know, I think of it from the perspective of, oh, the only other person that would get this is the person I'm texting. So he, he just shoots from the hip, so no pun intended, but just makes these kind of impulsive comments. And um, I, I don't know why the President of the United States is weighing in on, on what I consider a very local matter.
1: Well, I I think, uh, you know, if he was weighing in 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 one way, we wouldn't have a problem with it, but he's weighing in in this way. I mean, if he weighed in on, you know, hey, this is a a societal problem and black people feel like their rights are being taken from them as well as their lives. You know, essentially what maybe Governor Walls sent out, even Governor Evers sent something out. But (laughs) Governor Evers, uh, what he he sent out on Facebook had to do with like social distancing. And if you're going to protest, wear a mask speaking of that i think mm-hmm. there's a candlelight vigil at riverside park tonight down at seven thirty tonight for for george floyd as well mm-hmm. but uh I, yeah i think uh I, with social media i think it's very very easy to weigh in for for anybody and sometimes i feel like all these politicians feel compelled to weigh in because um what, what was it the other day oh memorial day so mark pokan he's a congressman on, on the milwaukee side of the state here in wisconsin he uh he's a, he's somebody I follow. I kind of agree with a, a lot of the times, but at, at one point he you know, he denounced the Supreme Court decision because Wisconsin had a high case count of COVID that day and then the next day I had a super low point. And I brought this up a couple of days ago, but uh and I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to weigh in on every, you know, everything all the time, but uh every Monday Mark Pocan did something funny with like a, a magic trick and he posted a video on there and in the comment section somebody was mad that Mark Pocan hadn't weighed in on Memorial Day yet that day and i was like and then you know every other politician's got to say something on Memorial Day because i feel like they feel compelled to uh, yeah. to do that on all these holidays cuz they have social media and if they don't then you know somebody's outraged somebody, somewhere but sure. um so, the, so anyway well, when it, when it comes to something like this this has become a national issue if you know uh, so, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with the president weighing in. I have a, pre- a problem with how the president weighed in.
0: Yeah, well, I would agree with that. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, it, it's like everybody, whether it's a local mayor, local in, in the sense of, of Minneapolis, or the president, they it's like they feel compelled to do this just to stay relevant. And, unfortunately, it ends up kind of stoking some of the violence as well, because you get these public officials commenting about how awful this was and 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 i'm not saying it wasn't awful but but they they like weigh in that way and well the president thinks it's bad or you know so I, i'm going to go out there and, and protest too and 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 commit violence and mm-hmm. I, I would rather if they're going to weigh in on it they should say something like gosh you know don't 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 commit violence yourself don't don't do wrongful behavior like these police officers did but but they don't do that they just condemn the act and yeah. maybe it should be condemned but it shouldn't be condemned in that format and they probably shouldn't do it right away when when the issue is just so hot and yeah. leads to all these
1: yeah all this violence a midnight tweet in the midst of the riots is not the way the way to go all right thanks for the call libertarian guy no, i gotta i gotta sure. break here all right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back to wrap up the week after this. I'm Wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Lacrosse Talk PM. Just wrapping up here, another week. Uh, there are there are races tomorrow in West Salem, two o'clock. If you want to get out there, the West Salem, what is it, the Lacrosse Motor Speedway? Uh, two p.m. First races of the season. Uh, now that the order has been lifted and couple weeks uh they they had prepared this uh for a couple of weeks now um not a whole lot of time left here I, I wanted to get into some of the things that i've been reading on social media but uh you know i've had i've had friends say that the looting and rioting is is too much and we shouldn't do it i've had other friends say i i can't even put myself in the shoes of black people i'm not a black person i've been persecuted like about a black person i i don't know how they're feeling and and i i can't even imagine Uh, you know, what's going through, uh, their minds as a, as a people and, and, you know, the rage that comes with, with seeing that video The videos, awful thing to watch, um, in a, in a weird way, it's like a subtle, awful, as opposed to be, you know, we've seen people get shot, uh, those videos come out all the time, all the time. Right. Um, and, and it's a little bit different than watching this guy struggle and say, I can't breathe. And, and then, you know, then he's not struggling and not saying anything. And, uh, you know, one, one, one friend said, you know, the, these, these, these lootings and riots or whatever you want to call it are too much, uh, you got to do it peacefully. And, and my argument and a lot of people's argument is, well, yeah, we, we had a black person trying to do this peacefully a couple of years ago. His name was Colin Kaepernick and he kneeled and there was outrage for that. And so, you know, what's, what's worse, which were, you know, either way, black people were going to be outraged by him. Right. All right, that's going to do it. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend.